A very good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with the Financial Secretary, Paul Chan. The following program is a personal view program. Good morning, Hong Kong. This time last year, I briefed you on the 2019 to 2020 budget, focusing in particular on the government's plan for harbour fund improvement. Our responsibility, I said then, was clear and compelling to preserve and protect it while making it accessible for you, the people of Hong Kong. Today, my responsibility, the responsibility of the Hong Kong SAR government, is no less clear or compelling, but it is far more immediate. We are faced with a challenge unprecedented in its scope and destructive capacity, a danger both to the economy of Hong Kong and to our community, to each and every one of you. I'm speaking, of course, about the daunting challenge of COVID-19, the coronavirus that has become a painful part of our lives over these past few months. In hopes of lessening that pain and the wide-ranging troubles associated with it, I turn to our fiscal reserves, to help shape my 2020 to 2021 budget. Indeed, its central goal is to help support the companies of Hong Kong and safeguard jobs while relieving the heavy burden that has befallen the people of Hong Kong. My budget is the latest in the substantial support that the government has made available over these months. Since August last year, I have introduced relief measures totaling more than 30 billion. And just last month, a week before the budget, the government set up a 30 billion anti-epidemic fund to provide needed assistance for our companies and our people. The budget extends that support. It offers a 100% loan guarantee scheme for SMEs, reduces profit tax rates for non-domestic properties, government rental and fees. Individually, it eases series tax, waives property rates, and promises each Hong Kong permanent resident aged 18 and over a $10,000 disbursement. My hope is that it will boost consumption while at the same time offering you some financial relief. To get the money to you as quickly as possible, I opted to make the eligibility criteria as simple and straightforward as possible. In that regard, I felt that a cash payout to permanent residents 18 and over would be the most efficient means of doing so. I aim to begin the handouts during summer vacation. In view of the economic downturn, I have, as mentioned, launched a series of counter-cyclical measures resulting in a deficit budget. While this deficit hits an all-time high, over $120 billion of the deficit is related to the cash payout scheme and other one-off relief measures. Hence, this will not result in long-term financial commitments. On the other hand, the revenue for this financial year will include $19.5 billion from the issuance of green bonds and $22 billion brought back from the housing reserve. 
when debt revenue, along with one of expenditures, is deducted, the deficit drops to about 59 billion, which accounts for about 2% of our GDP. For the four financial years beginning in 2021 to 2022, there will be an annual deficit of about 50 billion in the operating account. However, if we look at the overall deficit in the consolidated account, it will range between 7.4 billion and 17 billion, which is indeed not a big sum in the context of an expenditure budget of some 700 billion. In short, It is too early to say that Hong Kong has entered a period of structural deficits. That said, government expenditure will enter a consolidation period. As for future spending, we must be more mindful of the government's long-term affordability. Any increase in spending should also be in line with increase in revenue. To increase our revenue. It is essential that we ensure the growth and vibrance of our economy. Over the long run, we may need to consider revising tax rates or find new revenue sources. One-off relief measures may also have to be reduced progressively. Still, despite the formidable challenges we face, I remain confident about the Hong Kong economy in the medium term. After all, Hong Kong is blessed. With the singular institutional strings of our one country, two systems framework, and our rule of law continues to enjoy international respect. In addition, our long-standing advantages will continue to attract a wealth of business. I am talking about our judicial independence, free and open society, unfettered flow of capital, people, goods, and information, simple and low-tax regime. Strong talent pool and unique position in our nation's economic development plans. These core strengths are immune to short-term economic fluctuations and crises too. They underpin our status as a leading international financial center and one of the best cities in the world for doing business. No less important, the mainland and Asia in general continue to offer huge untapped promise. This region will remain a key engine of global economic growth for years to come. In particular, the Belt and Road Initiative and the Greater Bay Area Development present boundless prospects for Hong Kong, and we must do all we can to realize those opportunities. That is why, in my budget, I introduced a wide range of measures to boost our pillar industries, invest in new growth areas. And encourage a steady flow of world-class talent, both locally and internationally. I forecast that the Hong Kong economy will grow by negative 1.5 percent to positive 0.5 percent in 2020. Following that, I forecast the growth will be 2.8 percent a year on average, from 2021 to 2024. This forecast. Has taken into account our economy's track record over the past two decades. However, I would remain vigilant given the uncertain and volatile external environment. I would also not underestimate the implications of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
to the global economy. But looking back at the challenges we have been through, I see the remarkable resolve and stamina, as well as the redoubtable adaptability and resilience of our people in rebuilding Hong Kong and making it a better place. And in all that and more, I take confidence. If we can work together, we can overcome today's and tomorrow's challenges. We can create a flourishing future for Hong Kong, a place we call home. I'm sure we can.